Welcome to the OTT Cast by FX Digital. I'm your host, Linda Murphy Erickson. At the OTT Cast, we take a deep dive into the world of OTT, an acronym for over the top, which refers to streaming content via an internet connection. This is your one stop shop for all things connected TV. Today, I will be joined by Chloe Allen. Chloe is a project manager here at FX Digital and has been managing connected TV and OTT projects for three years, successfully launching apps for Discovery and Eurosport. Chloe is famed for her dedication to the gym and her baking skills. Her cookies have become a thing of a legend amongst the team. Chloe, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing, Linda? Good, thank you. What do you find most rewarding, baking a cake or running a project? I think I have to say running a project. I love baking cakes and I do it often, but it's something I do for my friends and my family. And it's something that's like really personal to me. And it's like, you know, here's something that I did for you. Um, And I also do it pretty often, I'd say. So um, I've definitely had a lot more cakes than than app launches. So I'll go with app launches being... being more satisfying um and like gratifying to me especially because you end up putting a lot of work in and it's not just you it's a whole team it is also a labor of love but it's a slightly more painful labor of love yeah if you want to do more cake baking and give cakes to your teammates see i would but it's actually really difficult to carry the cakes on the tube oh yes (laughs) i'm not really sure how that one would go who who would be your dream client or brand to work with and why? That one is a little bit more difficult. I think I'd like to do something that's a bit different. We get loads of work coming in that's like different TV channels or, you know, things that are sort of more conventional TV. What mm-hmm. I think would be really fun would be taking like a really big YouTube creator and building out an app for them because I feel like there's a lot more that you can do with like interactivity like there's you can get really creative with like how you can recreate the experience on YouTube and make it better as opposed to just like episodic or like live content Mm -hmm. so someone like binging with Babish who has like a massive channel he's like got his own culinary universe I think that would be really cool and obviously I really like his content if you could give any advice to your younger self when you started out working in in project management what would that advice be don't do it no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no I think um it would be to be more confident you do know what you're talking about and um no is an acceptable answer is an acceptable answer yeah Ah, okay have you found it a bit difficult to push back and kind of say no to clients and that was definitely the biggest struggle that I think I had for the first year of being a project manager was being confident enough in not only myself but like the product and the work that we do Mm. to be able to say like no this is where we draw the line like if you want something done you will have to pay for it Mm. um one thing that I had sort of a mentor early on in my career he said you wouldn't walk into a restaurant and ask for a plate of spaghetti for free so why would a client get a feature for free yeah that put things into perspective for me a lot and I wish that somebody had said that to me earlier what does the process of a project look like from start to finish see this is a tough old question I haven't actually kicked off a project in a really really long time Mm. um so things here have definitely changed since since I kicked anything off um but as I know it, there's a lot of work that actually come, goes into a project before we even get to signing it off and bring it into the, to the project management team. Mm-hmm. There's a whole discovery phase where uh, we run workshops um, and product gets involved. We sort of pick out what their business problems are. Mm-hmm. We do some UI and UX stuff. 
um, and we sort of gather all of that information before we even bring it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once the project has started and we kick it off with the client and us as project managers get our hands on, on it to get stuck in and dirty, we do something called um, a sprint zero. Mm-hmm. And in that we've got design, developers, QA and product, they all come together to nail out all of the product requirements. So that would be all of the you know, technical requirements, the design requirements, and we get that all laid out on the table. So before anything starts, we know what we're doing. Yeah. And then we can sort of kick off the building of the product. So that will be your dev build, your design creation, everything going into QA. And we run that in two week sprints. Mm. As that comes to a close, we obviously start picking up demos and showing the work that we've done to the client, making sure they're happy with it, making sure it fulfills those requirements from the beginning, constantly referring back to that. And then we can do what I guess you're doing on some of your projects, Mm -hmm. which is submissions and (laughs) getting all ready for launch, which is the most exciting part. Mm. How would you describe your management style? I would say that my management style is definitely based on mutual respect Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for me to respect the team for the team to respect me and for the team to respect each other so I do everything in my power to create that relationship between everybody Mm. beyond that then it it makes it really easy to have what people call difficult conversations how does managing a tv project differ from other types of projects yeah so when we when I started at fx we were doing Um, WordPress design and builds and then I slowly transferred over to working on TV projects Um, I'd say fundamentally there's not a lot different I think the whole point is staying on budget staying on task staying on time um you're you're working against all of the same factors and all the principles are the same yeah it's mainly just down to like product specific knowledge and i've had to learn a lot of how things work what integrations are um and then there's also a lot of different devices and you need to know about sort of the nuances of that yeah but i think that's sort of the case with any technology when you're building a project it's not the the specific knowledge for everything that you need to know What aspect of Connected TV project excites you the most? Definitely launching. <laughs> um, it is it is the best part. Like you put all of this hard work in and you can look back at something as a team and say like, we did this. And then the reach of the product as well is just incredible. We had a launch a couple of weeks ago where something that our team worked on went out to 16 million people, oh, which wow. you just don't get yeah. otherwise. And I think it makes everything else that you do so worth it and it's like the goal at the end and yeah it's obviously the best bit yeah I think those two things or that is one aspect of OTT that you forget or maybe that it's not common knowledge that the reach is so incredibly high and also another thing that we talked about with the management the project management like to run an OTT project you have all the different devices to work with so we all have to have so much specialist knowledge of so many different platforms Whereas if you, so in my experience, I worked on websites, you have one outlet and that's the web. (laughs) Whereas we have all these different ones and that's the the fun part and that's the challenge as well. Yeah, for sure. It's it's the bit that makes it the most rewarding Mm. as well. What are the biggest misconceptions about connected TV? That it's easy to do. A lot of people have the experience that you can just upload a a video to Vimeo or YouTube and you know it exists there and you can just play it so why can't you just play it on the TV Mm. Um, I think people don't really understand the complexity behind behind a connected TV app 
it's not just, you know, pretty boxes on a screen with a thumbnail. Like mm. there's so much that goes into it. There are so many backend integrations. There are so many intricacies and things that get you there. And there's animations and transitions and all of these things that people just don't consider when they sit down in front of their TV and they're scrolling through Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, there, There is a lot of work that goes into it. And so I think that is definitely the biggest misconception. Mm. When dealing with difficult client requests, how do you manage that? I think when it comes to clients, there's always a balance between what they want and what is possible. And we're always sort of dancing that line. And I think the, the best thing that you could possibly do is just to be really realistic and truthful. And if we go, you know, I'd like to fact check the request with the team, make sure they're comfortable with it, get their answer on it amalgamate everything go back to the business make sure everybody is happy on our side and we're all aligned mm. and go back to the client with that answer um and just making sure that you know that is a really realistic solution and if the client then wants to bring the dates forward or, or something mm. you know we, i'm already equipped with all of the answers to their questions of why something might take longer than they might expect or yeah. why something is more difficult or complex or can't be done yeah. um within their budgets so i think it's just about being able to stand your ground and to get all the information and to get buy-in and alignment on our side before going back to the clients. Mm -hmm. um, what's the most challenging part of your role? I think the most challenging part of my role is keeping up team morale. Mm. I think it's something that I've holds so important to me is making sure that my team is happy and productive mm. because that's the only way you're going to get good work yeah and sometimes there are times as we spoke about difficult client requests you might have a lot of difficult client requests come in at the same time um so it's just balancing that and making sure that they feel like they're achieving what they want to achieve within the project and they're learning what they need to learn and they're growing yeah and they're fulfilled and they're able to continue and they have all the information that they need in order to do the work that that's being asked of them yeah. I think that's definitely the most difficult part is yeah that dance between client and us yeah and what how how do you keep the team morale up I think the most important thing is when we have like daily stand-ups is to have a moment of personal engagement with everybody to make them feel like they're an important person and not just an important team member yeah I think that is definitely something that I try and do um, with the team is just making sure that they feel connected and they're treated like human beings as opposed to just another cog in the machine. Yeah. Do you find uh, the more complex a project, the more motivating it is? Or would you rather have something very straightforward? I would say that is a very loaded question because I don't know of <laughs> any project that is straightforward. I think even something that seems more straightforward and simple, mm. like one thing that I'm working on at the minute is just integrations. We're not building an app. We've been handed an app and we're using that app to put onto different platforms, yeah. which in essence sounds relatively straightforward because like, oh, you don't have to build anything. Mm. But in reality, that is also an incredibly complex piece of work and you can break it down. And to understand all the intricacies of the work that's being done is so difficult. Um, and there's always way more. It's one of those things where you start digging and you keep you keep going and all of a sudden you're halfway down. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's there's no such thing as a simple project. No, that's probably right. In uh, remotely managing a team, 
uh, during the pandemic. What did you find the most challenging? I think the thing that's been most challenging has been large group meetings. So one thing that we always do is having a project retrospective. Yeah. Um, and so every two weeks we get the whole team together and we talk about, you know, what went well, what didn't go so well, if we have any questions, what changes can we make to do better going forward? Yeah. Um, and that is something that I really like doing in person. You can look somebody in the eye and I think a lot of the times that some people might be shy or, you know, don't feel like they can speak up and it's much easier to draw that information out of them when you're able to sit there face to face and doing that over Zoom is really difficult because you can't really get that same personal connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like the body language we've all kind of missed out for nearly two years now. Mm -hmm. I've learned how to read my team's body language from shoulders up now, so no one can escape me. <laughs> you know, left shoulder means something, right not so much. Yeah, exactly. The, the old chin scratch means something different for everyone. <laughs> how do you get into your workflow and how do you find your zen when you work? Do you have any, any special routines? or? I think finding zen while working is a bit of an ironic statement. <laughs> um, I tend to just sit down and... Immediately, as soon as I check Slack or my emails, I have a ton of stuff to do. And it's just like, right, just get in head first and try and sort everything out that's gone on. What do you do when you want to be like left alone and just focused on your screen and reading stuff? Do you put your headphones on or do you like, what do you do? I tend to find myself on calls all day long. I think Mm. to me, that's been one of the biggest challenges of working remotely is that um, people tend to think that, we need to be on meetings all of the time to solve problems. Mm. Um, so I find a lot of my time is consumed by sitting on calls. So I don't really get that downtime to myself. That's quiet to just get my head down and work. I, I have to actively like block time out of my calendar. And by that point, I don't want to wear headphones anymore. I don't want to hear anybody talking like on a podcast or like listening to music. I just want that quiet time to just really focus on me and my work. What advice would you give to a young woman wanting to get into project management and leadership positions? This is a tough one because I don't see why your advice should be different for young women and young men. Mm. But I do know there are certain things that young women get told that is often quite condescending and sort of can hurt your confidence. I know growing up, I was always called bossy and demanding and difficult. But I think those are all character traits that you can really work to your strengths and they can really become your power you're not bossy or demanding you're just confident enough to articulate what you want and when you want it that can only be good for what we're doing and you're not difficult you just have high standards and you want people to meet up to that and I just can't see how those are bad things so I think one thing is is don't let little character traits like that and condescending people put you down I think it's all about how you approach that and how you turn that into your strength yeah have you had any experience um in your career where you've been deemed or told that you were too assertive or or too demanding I've definitely been told um that I'm difficult and unwilling to help Mm. within my career but I don't think that's the case it's just that I'm trying to explain why something that isn't possible Mm. it isn't possible sometimes when that comes out of the mouth of somebody who isn't a developer and is a woman um, it's something that might not be taken as seriously Um, I've definitely had a situation where I've 
expressed something and I've explained a reason and I'm just being told that I'm being difficult and mm. I'm being unwilling to help. And then I've called in my lead developer and he's stepped in mm. and explained the exact same thing in the exact same way. And the person's gone, okay, yeah, sure, that's fine. Oh, okay. Which is not always the greatest, but, you know, at least it shows, like, I know that I've got my team to back me up. Mm-hmm. They're so supportive of me and working at FX, we don't have any of that those issues those issues are all external um and i've got the support of everyone so that's always nice to know you have the following two dream projects to manage which one would you choose and why number one building the world's largest gym or number two building the world's biggest edible pizza it's got to be number two biggest edible pizza right (laughs) i mean i know i spend a lot of time in the gym but i definitely spend enough time in the gym i don't need any more of that and i don't think the world wants a biggest gym but the world definitely wants the biggest pizza, right? But yeah, I think it would be super fun, like finding all the suppliers. You get to taste all the cheese. You get to find all the tomatoes, the basil, the flour. Chloe, that was really nice. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Oh, thank you. It was lovely to be on here with you, Linda. See you Monday. See you then. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to us. The OTT Cast is an FX digital podcast. I'm your host, Linda Murphy Erickson. A massive thank you to our guest, Chloe Allen. Our editor and producer is Luke Nixon. Music from James Zeki Rose. Our executive producer is Ramsey Mwang. And assistant producer is Jay Haley.